life. You're born into the world, you grow, you mature, you go to college, you start a career and a family. It looks like everything goes as planned. Or does it? Well, good morning, good afternoon, and good evening. Welcome to the latest episode of The Glory in Our Stories. I'm your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr. The title of this episode um, is three words. Think, think. <laughs> My words are running together. Think, pray, act. Think, T-H-I-N-K, pray, P-R-A-Y, act, A-C-T. Uh, this was a saying that my mom um, informed me of years ago. She used to have this sticky note in the inside of her car, and she had it near the speedometer on her in her in her vehicle, and it just said those three words. Um, I forgot where she heard them from, or from whom she received them, um, but it just stuck with me ever since she said it. And these are uh, words that I strive to live by. Uh, daily um, as often as I can uh, specifically now uh, during this time of uncertainty we're still in the in the remnants of the uh, the pandemic even though most of us if not definitely not all most of us have been vaccinated um, no it doesn't completely make us immune um, to the um, virus but it does increase our chance chances of of uh, surviving it. So uh, it's just like wearing a seatbelt in a car. You know, you're gonna get in an accident. It's not gonna prevent any prevent all injuries, but it will increase your likelihood of surviving the accident. Um, these are precautions that we need to we need to take not just for ourselves, but for the people. You know, and a lot of people are still. Um, have uh, vulnerable immune systems and I mean the most that we can do is take precautionary measures towards making sure that uh, the virus doesn't spread um, uh, that we're being kind and considerate you know remaining a, f a few feet away apparently I think I think the distance between people has changed in Georgia I think they've dropped it, if I'm not mistaken. I, don't quote me on that. I would do more research on that before um, deciding to um, inform people of that. But I can see the differences. Um, myself, you know, I went to my hometown, went to a gas station, and walked in. And there were, I saw three other people in there. And these three other people were not wearing masks. Um, I didn't, you know, usually you see somebody with a mask over their ears and they just pulled it down which means that they they are they're in the uh, they practice putting it on before they go somewhere or even pull one out of their pockets but no it was 
it was free game. Um, no, I can't control how on um, the decisions people make, but I can tell that the the the, the slack is is increasing. But it doesn't mean we still shouldn't be precautious. Um, but before I, I get into the topic of this of today's episode, uh, this week's episode, um, I came across a video, and obviously this is trending in the news, uh, like it has been uh, forever. But due to due to the advancement of technology, uh, we have more access to what's going on around the world. Somebody could record something on their phone. And, and instantly millions of people are able to see it. There was a man uh, driving, I think he was driving from work, he was driving in a rental car and he got pulled over for going five miles under the speed limit. Speed limit was 70, he was going 65. Uh, the officer pulled him over and he obviously pulled his phone out, started recording and he's like, yo, um, why did you, oh, I, like, he was very kind, very respectful. He said, um, I asked why you pulled me over. He said, yeah, I pulled you over because you were going five five miles under the speed limit. You know, it looked kind of suspicious. So we wanted to make sure everything was okay. And he was like, how is that? What do you mean? I'm only going five miles under. You know, I understand 10 or 20 under or over, but only five. And he was like, yeah, we, we just thought that. I just thought that was suspicious. And anyway, he starts asking the guy for his information, his ID did he have registration papers for the car and he's like no this is a rental car and he said the only information i have is via email um and, he's, and, and the guy was in the officer like what well, you know can i see that and he shows it to him and then the officer starts asking him more detailed questions um questions that he really don't need to know the answer to and then the officer walks off and you can sort of hear the frustration in the the driver's voice like why this doesn't make any sense why am I being pulled over and then the guy comes back and says I'm giving you a warning he was like a warning for going five miles under the speed limit and the officer leaves and he gets out of his car and at this point I'm in my mind I'm like no man don't 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 do it but he's not aggressive he just he really wants to know he said yeah I'm just asking like why why don't why am I getting a warning and he was like, "I'm sorry, sir. I'm I'm not trying to get this get get into this with you. Uh, I have a lot to do." That's all the officer said. And the officer got in his car, and it dawned on me that if the man that was driving his car had not checked off had not checked off anything else in the list of things that the the cop needed to know to validate <laughs> to validate his driving experience. He probably would have been in handcuffs. Just imagine if he didn't have his license. Imagine if he didn't have the email uh, saying that his car was a rental. Imagine if he was just coming from somewhere, um, being in the presence of somebody who happened to smoke. And you know smoke can get on your clothes whether you're, uh, you're smoking or not. You yourself. And what if something was just a little bit off? Just just enough for the uh, the officer to say uh, I'm gonna have to take you in but he got a warning because he was five miles under the speed limit and I realized how you know like people say all of the stuff like this has been going on for a very long time it's just now that we're able to capture it we're able to see it more you know because of our phones and and um, 
social media. If you think back to Rodney King in the early 90s, and I think it was 91, if I'm not mistaken, um, Rodney King was beaten by, I think, seven, between seven and nine cops. And you see it on video, but that's the only video that you see because that was the only person recording. That person was was recorded on his camcorder. And if you ever go back to watch the video, that's there's no other angles. It's that's all you that's that's it. Just just imagine if cell phones were out back then and imagine all the brutality and the toxicity within the relationships between um people of color and, and, and law enforcement, how how often that would have been captured. Um man, like that's that's crazy. So Yes, stuff like that still happens and still goes on, um, but doesn't mean it sh we should be immune to it. I guess the, um, the the question that I ask myself daily is, what can I do, you know, to better the relationship between me and anybody else? If you haven't seen the movie Two Distant Strangers, um, you should watch it. It's a very good movie. It's a, a, a modern commentary on the relationship between cops and, and um, specifically black men. Um, it was really good. It's 32 minutes long. It's on Netflix. Um, it's a sad reality, but it's true. Um, but it was I, I couldn't get on here without saying anything about that. I would say, of course, I am a Christian. And um, I have to see things, um, I have to see the, un the spiritual undertone, realizing that what we see on the surface isn't the real issue. Um, it's a symptom of the issue, of the bigger issue, which is sin. Uh, but it's these are things that, um, it's hard to ignore the symptoms. It's like when you're sick, it's hard to ignore the coughing. It's hard to ignore the runny nose. It's hard to ignore the headaches and the aches and pains and the weakness and the fatigue. It's hard not to notice those things. And um, even with this virus, um, it's hard not to notice the, the death rate. It's, it's hard not to notice um, the severe condition your body is in when you con contract the disease. So, um, yeah, I think we need to continue to educate each other on etiquette, police etiquette, um, well, police etiquette when it comes to um, interacting with the police and protocols that we have to follow to be safe uh, but also um, trying to gather an understanding of each other this may take forever it may not happen in our lifetime who knows but aiming to be the change we want to see in the world even if even if we're the only ones changing is it's enough we may not see it immediately, but it is enough. So uh, aim to do the best that, best that you can. Um, another thing I do want to touch base on, and I promise this is not going to be a, a long episode, but these are things that I wanted to cover. Um, taking care of yourself. Uh, what I mean by that is I call this the age of self-respect um, in my 30s and mid 30s and I'm, and I'm getting I'm becoming more aware of, of what I tolerate more aware of what I what I stand for more aware of of who I am not to say that people should mimic what I do um, I just realize everyone's different but one thing that we have to keep in mind is that we have to protect ourselves um, 
getting rid of toxicity in relationships and interactions with between people. Um, even if it's people that you've known for a while, even if, even a stranger, do what's best for you. If you need counseling, if you need help, seek that because they may be able to give you techniques to deal with everyday situations or those moments where you find it very intense um, to get through. And you would like, just think of it, if you have an anxiety attack, it, a breathing exercise will be of great help. It may not fix the issue and the main problem, but it will help you in that moment. Because usually the first thing that responds to anything is our bodies. And sometimes it feels like overwhelming, but if we can calm our bodies and, um, and realize that we're going to be okay, we'll be able to get through that moment. But eventually we do have to address the root of the issue. So um, if you do find yourself in a, uh, in a position where you don't want to feed into negative energy do what you can to protect yourself there's a way to do that without being rude there's a way to do that without pointing fingers there's a way to do that without harming somebody now how somebody receives your self-care that is not your responsibility you're not responsible for somebody else's feelings do the best that you can yes intent is not as important as impact and the funny thing is you can do your best to maintain and manipulate both but someone's going to get offended and at that moment you realize you did the best you could and that's all that matters and continuously have more grace for yourself that's one thing my wife had to remind me of is you know have grace on yourself because sometimes we can be so hard on what on who we are and what we do and what we've done specifically on things that we can't change but this have grace if God has an endless supply of grace for us why can't we have grace for ourselves and other people so um, yes I call this the age of the self-respect age of self-respect take care of yourself um, block negative energy so that you can enjoy your life whatever that means whatever that entails so i thought i'll go ahead and jump in to the subject of this podcast i thought it's very important going back to the initial saying that i said is think pray act if we continuously follow these three steps um we will be reminded that uh, the ultimate goal of any situation is to get through it and to learn and with me I remember um, when I was young I would make a decision and think about it later I would do it ten times and think once nowadays I think ten times with hopes of doing once <laughs> and sometimes I still get it wrong um, but when you realize that you're not in full control and that obviously God has a purpose for you. That purpose was established before you were formed in your mother's womb. When you get a hold of that and you realize that 
there's a peace that is that goes beyond all understanding that you feel and at that moment you know that you're doing what you were made to do so whenever a stressful situation comes along think about it pray on it and move forward um, the example that I wanted to use um, was Jesus um, when he was praying on the Mount of Olives around this time Jesus is informing his disciples hey there will be a sacrifice um, I will be leaving you all and then you know everybody's freaking out um, but the thing about Jesus is as you know Jesus was not just you know God in the flesh but he was flesh he was a human being he was man perfect he's the only perfect man that ever walked the earth because he was God um, but because he was man as well he experienced what we experienced um, he experienced sadness he experienced he experienced anger he experienced happiness I mean can you imagine Jesus telling a joke like a really good joke I mean he probably did he knew how to have fun I mean he changed at a wedding he changed the water into wine and that wasn't that wasn't used uh, obviously for people to get drunk uh, but it was used for people to enjoy themselves so um, but I wanted to touch base on this because it's really really important I do believe that I, the life that Jesus lived was used um, as a way to give us an example um, example in the sense of of us doing the best we can as human beings so uh, the name of this section in the Bible is Luke 22 and it's verses 39 through 46 and I'm just going to read them right quick and then I'll explain and um but it won't it won't it shouldn't take long as again this section is Jesus prays on the Mount of Olives verse 39 Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives and his disciples followed him on reaching the place he said to them pray that you will not fall into temptation and he withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them knelt down and prayed father if you are willing take this cup from me yet not my will but yours be done an angel from heaven appeared to him and strengthened him and being in anguish he prayed more earnestly and his sweat was like drops of blood falling to the ground when he rose from prayer and went back to the disciples he found them asleep exhausted from sorrow why are you sleeping he asked them get up and pray so that you will not fall into temptation so Jesus obviously gets to this point where he's like man I'm about to be sacrificed this is my calling this is my purpose but man it, it, it'd be nice if this if this had to be done a different way and that's real we get to the point in our lives where we get to a situation like man it'd be nice if um, we didn't have to pay this amount of money to try to get a house only to lose the money and not get the house. It'd be nice um, to work at this job and not have to experience the negativity here in order for me not only to pay my bills, but to advance in my career. It, it'd be nice if I didn't have to go through this. But what if that was the only way? Then what? Jesus obviously thought, you know, if there was another way, 
but he also recognized that God's will was more important than his own. God's will was the will and was his purpose, and he acknowledged that. So he said, not my will, but your will be done. And he actually followed that process. He thought about it, and he realized that he, he shouldn't have leaned. He shouldn't lean on his own understanding, obviously. And next step was to pray. Now, I hope that we are reminded that prayer is not just an opportunity to ask, but an opportunity to articulate, as in uh, to express, to have a conversation. So hopefully our prayers are more conversational opposed to inquiring about something that we want. And that's something that I had to learn. Just imagine... Um, the people that you contact on your phone and you only contact them when you want something you know you might start off with small talk and then they pick up on it like you know what do you want but just imagine how better that relationship would be if you constantly stay in contact with them constantly having a conversation and they would probably ask how you doing oh they said well i got this issue oh really um well maybe i can help you with that you know opposed to just throwing your request out as if this person in your life is only valuable because they're able to give you something so obviously Jesus has a really close relationship with his father um, but he felt comfortable enough to say hey man if if this can be done in a different way so be it if not I understand because this is your will this is your purpose this is why I'm here and then Jesus continues to pray and he moves forward because he knows this is going to happen regardless so I said all that to say this again, if you're curious to um, uh, the biblical reference, it is Luke 22. Um, I think that was verse 39 verses 39 through 46. I, I do believe that Jesus's life is an example of us to live saying that it, it is possible because the same power is because greater is he that is in us than he is in the world. Um, we possess that ability via God. We can do many things through him. We can do all, not many, we can do all things through him who strengthens us. God strengthened Jesus to, to fulfill this purpose. As scary as it was, he still went through. Thought about it, prayed about it, and he acted. He acted. He practiced it. Um... I hope that this episode was was helpful. Uh, yes, it was short, uh, but I just wanted to touch base on a few things. But uh, the main the main point is whenever you come across something that's so difficult, so heavy to hold and carry, take it to God. The analogy that my mom gave me back when I was in high school was: there's a table in front of God, and it's completely empty. And on the other side of that table is Him. And he says, yo, lay all your burdens down. And in the in, in our arms, we have arm an arm arms full of our issues. And we just lay them down. And it literally covers the entire table. And he looks at us and says, Alright, well, I'll take it from here. So we turn around and we say, Okay, well, well, God, you you know, I, I know you all know and you're you're God and you're there's nothing too big or too small for you, but this one is pretty small, so I take this. So you take one thing off the table, and then you're like, "Well, God, I, you know, I, 
I know you got it, but I can I can take this one too. And 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 you take one thing, you take another, and next thing you know, you've taken five pieces, you've taken ten pieces, and by the end, in in, in the next few minutes, you have literally gathered back all of your burdens, trying to convince yourself that you can handle them. And God is looking at you like, yo, what happened? I said, I, I I know God, I know I said that you could you can handle this, but I think I can I think I can do it. And he's like, Okay. But, you know, that's that's why I'm here, is to carry your load. And he's like, Because you weren't created to carry it. And you standing there looking at yourself and like, yo, I'm back to where I started. So the point in thinking and praying and acting is to not be where you were before. Um, so think, pray, and act uh, in the midst of any situation so that you can come out the other side knowing that you got through it, knowing that you fulfilled your purpose, and knowing that you gave your burdens to someone who can always handle it. Always handle it. Um, I love you guys. Take care of yourself. Um, Continue to strive to be the change you want to see in the world. I know it's a, a quote that you've heard of and you've seen you've seen often, um, but do that. Be that change. Be that influence. Um, be love. Represent love. Represent love. Um, when you get an opportunity, uh, read First uh, Corinthians thirteen, and it and it's and it defines it defines love, um, not just love, but perfect love. We're not perfect people, uh, but we do know someone who is perfect. Um, and as long as we strive to exercise those attributes, we will receive it in some form or fashion. God says that to you to honor the God with all your heart, and all your soul and all your spirit, to love God with all your heart, and all your all your spirit. And to secondly, love your neighbor. Love your neighbor. So with that, it's easy and it's, it's 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 expressed and explained that you should love others the way god loves you i know that's hard and i know it's difficult but if you continue to do that then god will bless you god will bless you even through your enemies god will bless you so have a wonderful day hope you enjoyed the email email oh my goodness email why did i say email i guess i said email because i'm looking at my computer uh, but i hope you enjoy the podcast um, as I always say, love each other, uh, but most importantly, love yourself. This is the latest episode of the Glory Not Stories with your host, Calvin Wayne Pennywell Jr., titled Think, Pray, Act. Hey, TGOS listeners, thank you for listening. Tune in next time for the latest episode of the Glory Not Stories. Mm -hmm.